Welcome to The Art of Social Media, a podcast by Social Pilot. We host in-depth discussions with world-leading social media marketing experts that will help you discover the techniques, strategies, and skills you need to use to grow your business using social media. Now, here's your host, Tejas Mehta. What kind of businesses do you generally help? Is it the retail? Is it e-commerce? Is it services? I get called by everything you can imagine. I mean, I, I certainly I think most small businesses today are professional service businesses or they're e-commerce businesses. But I get called by retailers. I get called by franchisees. You know, I mean, it really kind of runs the gamut. And the reason why I'm able to help any business is because the fundamental of business is always the same. You know, who is your target customer? What are you charging? What is your profit margin? What is your sales process? What is your lead gen process? Right? So it doesn't matter what you, it doesn't matter what you do. Those things are still the same. Do you know how much money it costs you to turn the key in the door of your business every month, whether you make a sale or not? I can go into any business, and I do mean any business, restaurant, funeral home, you know, a consulting business, or even an e-commerce business, and be there about an hour, and I can tell you what's going on, because the fundamentals of business are the same. (laughs) Either you're making money or you're not. (laughs) You've been around uh, for quite some time to see a variety of businesses, so that kind of accumulates a lot of knowledge, and that's really helpful. Good to know. If I were to start an e-commerce business today, for example, right? Let's say I'm I'm drop shipping cosmetics from China, as an example, right? How would I start my marketing? How would I kind of get that first sale? Well, the thing about it is, and this is the biggest mistake that I see e-commerce businesses make, is they don't figure out who their target customer is. Like they feel like just because they have an e-commerce business or and they throw it up on Amazon or Etsy or eBay or something you know, that they don't have to have a niche target customer or that they don't have to have a value proposition. That's ridiculous. You, it's even harder. I mean, it's funny because let's just talk about Amazon for a minute because because I love to give this example. So there's 2 million small businesses that sell on Amazon's platform. And the one issue you don't have if you're going to sell on Amazon's platform is traffic. But the big issue you do have is how are you going to get that traffic to see you, right? So you now have to buy ads on Amazon. You have to offer coupons on Amazon. You have to offer prime shipping. I don't know about you, but when I go to Amazon, if it's not a prime shipper, I'm like, next, I don't even have time. And you, and there's certain criteria they have to be a prime shipper, right? You have to be fulfilled by Amazon, which, what does that mean? That means more money is going to Amazon per sale, right? But the point is, is that you still have to offer a deal. You still have to target a specific customer. Because if you sell to everybody, that's like selling to nobody. You know, so it's really important that you know who your customer is, you know why your customer buys your product or service and you have something that's going to help you stand out. I mean, just think about Zappos. Zappos sold shoes. They didn't sell any special brand of shoes, but you know what made them awesome? They treated every customer like a VIP and they shipped those shoes out. You got your shoes next day, two days tops. 
and they would do returns free. So if you bought three pairs because you weren't sure what size, you could send two back, keep one without being you know, charged for some shipping fee or restocking fee, like all this crap people are doing now. And then the people that bought Zappos, of course, have not kept up their customer service promise, right? So now it might take three days or four days to get your shoes from Zappos. But my point is Zappos made customer service their value proposition. Right. So, so yep. yeah, so you got to figure out how are you going to stand out in the marketplace? There was a funeral home that I worked with a few years ago and they wanted to figure out some kind of way that they could really be memorable to the families that they serve. Because obviously they're dealing with people at their lowest low, their grandmother, mother, father, husband just died. And so, you know what they came up with two weeks, three weeks after the funeral, they would mail the family a clock, a wooden clock. And it was embossed with the phrase, always remember the good time. Now, would you ever not use that funeral home? No, you would absolutely, you would, they would be the first. Oh, you remember those wonderful people? They sent us that beautiful clock. Again, it's small things. I think sometimes people think that their value proposition has to be this big, complicated thing. It could be as simple as throwing three pieces of candy in the box every time you ship something. It could be your unboxing experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it doesn't, I think sometimes people think it has to be this, you know, whiz bang thing. No, treat people good. <laughs> Try that. <laughs> Ship stuff on time. Make it easy for people to return stuff. Make sure your return policy is well, that I can find it. And don't make me take credit. Give me my doggone money back. Some basic stuff. I mean, but yeah. I think if you're starting an e-commerce business right now, you got to learn how to sell with and without ads, which means you still have to develop content, even if you're an e-commerce business. That's another thing I see people do all the time. They think because they're an e-commerce business that they don't have to develop content. That's madness. People want to see somebody wearing your shoes or your coat. Or if you sell makeup, do makeup demonstrations on video. I mean, like this, some of this stuff is easy. Show me your products in action. Show me happy customers wearing your stuff. Show and me your customer that's bought the perfume nine times. You right. know, this is like, I know some of this stuff might feel like Captain Obvious stuff, but it really isn't. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't do the obvious stuff because it's too obvious, but that works. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I think so. But I'm like, look, be nice to your customers. Right. <laughs> Use but, live chat on your website so you can answer their questions quickly. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. It's interesting that you talk about all this differentiation, which is not product. So not even once you mentioned that your product has to be different or new or innovative. You're saying product is fine, but your service, you know, make the customer happy, make the customer delight, delighted. So that that's, I think, what you're asking for. And that's a wonderful angle. Certainly, but, you want to have... A good product. You want to have a sure. product that's interesting. But if you go in a shoe store, there's 1,400 different kind of shoes there. Yeah. Right? So it's not about the shoes. What is it about? Is it about, I just recently broke my foot. And when my orthopedist was like, hey, you need to get a new pair of sneakers because your old sneaker, like you need to get a new pair of sneakers that's going to mold to your foot the way your foot is now. And I said, well, is there, you know, is there a brand that you recommend? And he was like, yeah. And he told me it was this brand of sneakers called Viconic. 
and they are basically a brand of shoe where they put more like support, arch support, orthotic kind of stuff in the shoes. He was like, get those, even get their flip-flops because they, you know, you're not going to be walking flat, you know, on your foot. I had a complex break to my foot. And so they sell sneakers, they sell flip-flops, but what do, what do they do with them? They've got more arch support and stuff that would help somebody who's just getting back to walking around. Yeah. So they have really targeted an audience. They they know exactly the audience in mind. Exactly. Yeah. Wonderful. For an e-commerce platform, what channel works today? Is it Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok? I think you got to be doing all of it, right? So I'm a big fan of selling on your own website and also selling on another channel, whether it is Amazon, whether it is selling directly through Facebook. If you're a product-based company, I don't think you can afford to do one. I think you have to do two you know, because people do kind of want an omni-channel experience. And I also think if you do your marketing right on Facebook, people that have never heard from you will buy from you, you know? So, but you've got to, the, the, the video's got to be good. You know, the branding's got to be good and the price has got to be a deal. But if you do that, I bought all kinds of stuff off of Facebook that I should not because <laughs> their marketing was good. And I was like, hmm, let me check this out. But now I've gotten smarter because now when I see something on Facebook, I go look it up on Amazon and usually it's 10 to $12 cheaper on Amazon. So I don't get uh, caught. I don't get caught by the Facebook ads anymore. I'm a smarter shopper than that now. <laughs> Interesting. Give me an example of a brand that really kind of, you know, intrigued you on Facebook and you bought it. Oh, you know what? It's hard. It's hard to remember. You know, I'm a big buyer of gadgets. I'm I'm a closet foodie. So like I like all these, you know, special knives and seasonings and all that kind of stuff. So I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. I'm also really into hair products, hair growth products, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, you know, there's definitely, you know, brands that intrigued me because of the way their videos were on Facebook. But I, but I will say when it comes to selling stuff online like that, it's all about video. You know, you can use a static ad all you want to. It's about the video. It's about show me the beautiful glowing hair of this lady that used this special conditioner. I want to see it. Or if you're selling me a hair product that is a hat that becomes an umbrella, show me, show me the lady in the rain with the water on her and if she's still dry, like show me, you know, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that, you know, you know, if you can prove it. The other thing I do, though, is I go and check the comments below and see other people that have bought it, what they say. And brands that are really smart with that kind of stuff go and respond to every review. Even if it's a bad one, they respond to all of them. If you just respond to the bad ones, you totally look defensive and that's a bad idea. So you want to kind of go through and look at, you know, what are people saying about a product? Like if this product has no reviews, no comments, that's a no sale for me. Right. What are your thoughts on TikTok as a channel for videos and for sales? Tell you something. I have a love-hate relationship with TikTok. I mean, I'm on TikTok. I share boss tips every day on TikTok. You know, TikTok during the pandemic was like this silly thing people were doing with their kids, like dancing and stuff. But TikTok, it has become a very serious channel. And it has actually gotten to the point where it is now the fourth largest social media site. And it's quickly, quickly encroaching on Instagram. So, and if you look at Instagram, they're trying to give it all the features of TikTok because now they're scared, right? But 
I think that TikTok is, I think it's a legitimate channel, but it is for really targeted folks. Like, you you know, really young people are using TikTok. So if you're targeting people, you know, 18 to 24, TikTok is your, is 100% where you need to be. Now there is something called TikTok University. So there's all these coaches and guru people that are on TikTok too. So, but I'm, I'm on TikTok. I mean, I try to control what I get on TikTok because you, you'll lose 45 minutes to an hour messing with TikTok. You, You just fall down the rabbit hole. The TikTok figures out what you like. So I'm a foodie. So they're always showing me recipes and, you know, like people cooking stuff real quick. And I watch the, and I watch the video six times. So, cause you know, it goes by so fast. I'm like, all right, I got to get that whole recipe, <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> but I definitely think TikTok is legit, but more so short form video is really a medium that every business needs to look at because what we know is that short form video is converting 62% more than any other kind of marketing you can do. So regardless of whether it's TikTok, whether it's videos you're putting on Insta Reels, or if you're putting them on Facebook or even YouTube Shorts, short form video, video that is 15, 30, 60, uh, no more than, than two to three minutes. Those videos are converting. People are looking at those. So you've got to figure them out. I mean, I know I'm doing boss tips that are like 15 to 24 seconds. Some of my boss tip videos are getting like 65,000 views, 70,000 views. And I'm like, really? Like that's shocking. My team tells me about that. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So it just really all depends. But people like video, just like people like to listen to books now. People don't like to read books. They like to listen to books. So Audible is making more money than anybody. You know, so I think I think it's about figuring out how you can do something and still be authentically yourself. Right. If you don't dance, please don't start dancing on TikTok. Like that's not that's not, (laughs) you know, I will say twice I've done it on my birthday. I danced to one of my favorite songs. And of course it like blew up and it it made me mad because I was like, okay, you guys don't care about my boss tips. You care about me dancing on my birthday. Okay. Interesting. A little while ago, you touched about this topic of getting people on your email list, like owned audience, right? Now, how do you kind of produce short videos and yet kind of get people? How do you kind of connect them and get them on your email list? How do you own that audience? It's all about the link in bio. It's all about being strategic about the content that you share and the call to action that you put in your videos. I mean, social media is great, but if you don't have people's contact information, you don't have anything. And so unless you're selling products and you're able to sell them directly on social media, and a lot of people can't do that. Like if you don't have a product business, you're selling information, you got to get them on a list. Because usually the first time somebody hears your message, they're not ready to buy. So how are you going to nurture a relationship with that person? Hope they come back to your Instagram page? No, you've got to get them on an email list. And then you've got to nurture them. You've got to introduce your brand. You've got to build trust and earn the right to pitch them your offer. But the good thing is, is that whenever somebody downloads something to give you their email address, that's usually the most interested they are in your brand. So that's when you really got to hit them with your best stuff. And please don't think you're going to give somebody mediocre content and they're going to come back and buy from you. Like that doesn't happen. (laughs) You got to give your best stuff away free. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but you got to give your best stuff away free to demonstrate that you can really solve this person's problem. And once you demonstrate that, they'll be coming back to you. How much? How much does it cost to work with you? That's the magic question. How much does it cost to work with you? That's like my favorite sound. My favorite sound is the sound of money coming in the door, right? So it's like, (laughs) 
absolutely pause to work with you is like yes i'd love to tell you about that <laughs> makes a lot of sense so it it sounds like video is like one of the current trends that's working well what are the other current trends that are working well i mean i think authenticity i think less production and more i i think people like these videos and things that people do from their own phone you know less production more authenticity i think people like behind the scenes people want to know who's making that who's making the food like show me and so i think that there's i'm amazed by all of the chef brands that have come out of nowhere like the people they're selling aprons they're selling knives they're selling their own seasonings as a matter of fact there is one brand that i you asked me about there was a brand that particularly got to me from social media and it was is this brand called polo wang and it's and the guy sells seasonings but he has these amazing videos that always start out like he's talking to his mama he'd be like mama I went so-and-so place and they asked me to make my signature seafood gumbo. So mama, I had to do it. And the next thing you know, he's putting out all the ingredients and he's showing you how he's cutting up the onions. He's making the root. He's throwing the flour in there. And then at the end, he always smiles and eats it, you know? And at the end, they flash his Polo Wang logo. It was for a long time. I didn't know what he sold. I just was interested in his, in his, I loved his sort of like Southern, almost Forrest Gumpish kind of like, mama, this is what I'm doing today. I'm down here and I went to this wedding and they did their caterer didn't show up. So I had to make my sea bass and let me show you how I made it. And then he starts talking about the ingredients or, you know, and, and this guy is hilarious. And for the longest time, I didn't even see his face. He just was talking and showing how he's making the food. Now he's in all his videos and listen, I went, found his website and bought his seasonings. Wow. Quite an impact. Good to know. It's like kind of a goofy, you know, video thing. But look, his recipes are amazing. He's really entertaining and fun to watch. I didn't need any more seasonings, right? But I had to go buy this guy's seasoning because he was awesome. (laughs) So humor sells? Oh, Absolutely. I think if you can show that your brand is fun, if you, I mean, because I mean, look, I'm a business expert. I'm kind of like serious and mysterious, a little bit, you know, but, but when people actually get to hear me give a keynote speech or, or listen to me in an interview and they realize that I'm funny, like I'm entertaining, they're like, wow, I wouldn't have thought that the small business lady was funny. I was like, well, actually I am funny. You know, I'm a real person. I got a 16 year old kid. I was like, you know, I love to cook and I love to watch all these people that cook on the internet because I think they're hysterical, some of them, you know? I also watch all these so-called business gurus and laugh at them because like they've been in business for two minutes and now they're coaching you. Like, that's funny to me too. But I think that the more you can show your authentic personality and humor and that your brand is fun and that you guys love what you're doing, that sells. Always that will sell. Interesting. What are some of the future trends that you are seeing emerging that people have not caught on to? Well, I think people haven't caught on to TikTok. I think it's still early for TikTok. And I think there's still a lot of opportunity around that. I also think AI is going to play a really big part in marketing. I think that it's still being tested a lot now, but I do think that AI is going to be writing the emails and writing the tweets soon. I think people are going to, you know, kind of outsource that to the machines. 
So it's going to be interesting. All these people that charge all this money for copywriting, like, you know, whatever, you know you're about to be like taxi cabs when Uber came around. You're about to be uh, eradicated. So I think that that's another trend that I see. I also see that just, you know, more people are going to get into business. And, you know, there's there's always going to be noise. There's always, and, and what I like to tell people is, you know, a couple of years ago, it was, Oh gosh, what was that audio thing that everybody like it only worked with Apple Clubhouse? devices? Yeah, Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Like two years ago, it was Clubhouse. Everybody's running to that. Now it's TikTok, right? There's always going to be another distribution channel, but good content always rises to the top. At the end of the day, it's still about the content. I didn't have to invest in SEO until about three or four years ago because we always wrote really good content. And then for the last four or five years, we've only written long form content. So when I write an article, I'm trying to write the best article on the topic. You're not going to need to go no place else because that's how, that's my mentality. And almost 60% of the traffic to my site is organic search. I'm paying for, I'm paying for traffic. My work that I put in with my content is driving my traffic. So, you know, you, you, you want to build a brand, you want to build an influencer brand, you got to be publishing two to three times a week and not publishing crap. Yeah. Like it's really quality content frequently. Oh, quality content beats some SEO juiced up piece all day, every day. Interesting. Tell us your thoughts on Metaverse. I think that Metaverse is kind of still before its time. I think I think there's all these people that ran out there just like they ran out to Clubhouse and TikTok, right? So there's always going to be early adopters. And there are people who are saying that, you know, people are making money with the metaverse and there's people selling real estate in the metaverse. I know that, you know, the fact that for the first time ever, Facebook has had to lay off people because of the investments they made in the metaverse, I think is very telling. I also think that Facebook's interest in trying to own the metaverse could be what's turning people off to the metaverse. And so I think they have to be careful about, you know, how they are perceived as just trying to own everything and thus ruining everything. I I know my 16-year-old son, who's a serious gamer, is very upset that the meta folks own Oculus and he thinks they have ruined Oculus. So if hardcore gamers who are going to be his lifelong customer are mad and they're 16, how do you get that loyalty back? How do you get that brand back with them? Right. That's that's the thing that I think the metaphors folks need to be concerned about. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe too early for them. Time will tell. Good to know. Time what will tell. I mean, it could be a payoff that works, but it doesn't yeah. look like it. Anyway. Yeah. Let's see. Who are some of the interesting people you follow on social media? You know, it's interesting. On different platforms, I follow different people, but I'm a big fan of this woman on Instagram. She's called the Glucose Goddess. And she talks about managing blood sugar and how what we eat, the time of day we eat, 
really determines our, our energy level and our blood sugar and managing blood sugar is actually something really important that like nobody pays attention to because like people don't really understand it. And I didn't understand it, but I was like having these, like some like minor health issues. And then I started realizing you got to fix the food and you got to understand what the food is doing. And all of us need to drink more water and get more sleep. <laughs> you know? I, I now sound like my mom. I know, but I think that, so the, the glucose goddess is a lady that I follow. I follow this guy, Polo Wang, obviously over on TikTok. I'm a big fan of Jack Dorsey, actually the founder of Twitter. I'm a big, big fan. And in terms of like podcasts that I listen to, one of my favorite podcasts is the hidden brain on NPR. NPR is a hidden brain. I'm just really into I mean, I read so much business content all the time, like every day. Like sometimes I have to do things to like chill. <laughs> and so some of the people I listen to and I and I read are just about, you know, other things I'm interested in. Wonderful. I'll make sure to look up uh, Polo Wang and Glucose Goddess for sure. So that's that's wonderful. Where can people find you online? These seasonings are good too. I'm just saying. So, People can find me. I am the small biz lady on every platform except for LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, I am my government name, Melinda Emerson. And on TikTok, I am the small biz lady. But I have a great website, uh, smallbizladyuniversity.com, where I train entrepreneurs and I have online courses there. If you're interested in reading my blog, it is succeedasyourownboss.com. Wonderful. Do you have any new books coming up? You know what? I'm still selling the old one because they won't let me stop selling it. Right. So uh, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months is the third edition out from Simon & Schuster and my oldie but goodie Fix Your Business, a 90 day plan to get your life back and reduce chaos in your business. That is a great one for existing entrepreneurs who need to figure out how to go on a laptop free vacation. I give you a full, full plan to fix your business so you can do that. Wonderful. I'll make sure to include the links in the show. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. Uh, it, uh, Melinda, it was a wonderful conversation. I laughed a lot. You are really funny. <laughs> Let me tell you that. And and we learned a lot about businesses as well, how to kind of make sure that you target to the right audience and get the content right, which is high quality. Quite a few learnings from there as well. Thanks again for being on the show. Uh, really love to have you. Thanks again for having me. It was a lot of fun. All right. Bye. The Art of Social Media is brought to you by Social Pilot. To find out more about Social Pilot and how we can give you everything you need to hit your social media marketing goals, visit socialpilot.co. And then make sure to search for The Art of Social Media in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click follow so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Social Pilot, Thanks for listening.